We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more. With your hosts, Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. I'm Leo. I'm Lauren. And I'm Trevor. And welcome to your Boo Crew Podcast, episode 373. Wow. Yeah, isn't that nice? You should do that every episode. Right? Uh, the vibrato, man. Right? It's been a while. We brought it. We had sporadic releases. I apologize for this last week on our uh, first interview episode back in a while. Yeah. And now we are here again apologizing yet again. Why do you think why do you think the sporadic release? It's I don't it's not Leo's fault. It has nothing to do with Leo. He's he's ready to go whenever. I think it's more on this end. Yeah, it's it's just been busy just life stuff right yeah life yeah, stuff life getting in the way of, of fun stuff yeah right? yeah it happens we have uh, made the time to be here with each other which is great and talk about what makes us really happy which is horror movies yes so here we are thank you so much for spending your time with us and uh that said we'll do new in streaming and in theaters so a time of release march 9th in the year of our dark lord 2023 unseen is on demand from the folks at blumhouse television two women form an unlikely connection when a depressed gas station clerk gets a phone call from a nearly blind woman running from a murderer in the woods the clerk has to guide her over facetime stars missy Pyle, jolene purdy and midori francis also out there this one sounds really cool sound of silence comes to vod it's an italian movie written and directed by three filmmakers known as t3 a collective i love collectives radio silence trying to think of others go ahead leo any more any more collectives leo why am i not thinking um there is more than just radio silence okay tell me Leo, come on, help me out, man. Collectives in terms of filmmakers? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, yeah, ch- Channel 88. There you go. Channel 88. Joe Beagle's group, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, uh, it's not Ty West. It's uh, Steve Kostansky's group, which oh, I can't. The glass Eye Picks people. Yeah, the Glass Eye Picks people as well. But Steve yep. Kostansky's group, uh, it's escaping my, the name is escaping me, but there is a name for that collective. Right. Oh my gosh. I need to bring this up. What? Remember, okay, remember Leo at Monster Palooza, and you thought this guy oh, yeah. was Steve Kostansky, but it oh, wasn't. Right, 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 right. He was some other guy. I think he was doing makeup, but to me, I was like, that is not Steve Kostansky. Who is he going No, but Lauren to? showed me the picture of who this right. was, and it looked nothing like Steve Kostansky. <laughs> like, not, not a thing like Steve Kostansky. <laughs> totally that's why fine. I do not... That's why I'm not a detective. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> but didn't Leo actually go up to the guy and say, yes. hey, 
You were on our show, him. right? And but you you talked to him like you were on our show, man, right? Or, or, or think... no? Didn't he say like so? Like how are things going, man? Like yeah, yeah, was... something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was more. What else did he? But say? I was just watching this all play out because you knew it wasn't Steve Kostansky. No, but Leo was convinced this is Steve Kostansky. But I... he was there. He, he was. was there screening his movie. Yes, he was. But yeah, this was not him. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, that's got to be him. <laughs> it was a great what moment. Else did, what else life. did he say? Leo asked him something else like, yeah, man, we love your work or whatever. And the yeah, guy's like, what? Like, what work? Like, how I do you know? The guy Didn't the guy, Leo, do makeup or something else as well? And at first yes. it kind of made sense. And I'm like, right. just watching this play out. When you left, I tried telling you that's not Steve, but I don't think you obviously you didn't hear me. Uh, But then I was like, wow, this is gonna be interesting. I'm just gonna watch. And so, who found it? Did did you figure out that that wasn't Steve Stansky at some point, Leah, while you were talking to him, or did he figure out? Like, did he say something like, "You have no, uh, you think you know who I am? I'm not that guy." No, it was it wasn't until afterwards, till you walked away, where Lauren mentioned something, and then yeah. it was kind of like, "Yeah, that's not him." Yeah, no. you're like, "That's not Steve Kostansky." Oh, that oh, man, is... I was so con- I was convinced. I was convinced. That is so. It was funny. a pretty awesome story. The name of the collective, Astron Six. Ah, because of you telling that's that right. story, you bought time, and it's Astron <laughs> Six. There you go. All right, so T three did Sound of Silence, so you can watch it this week. It's described as a stylish scary haunted house movie with a twist in the vein of the conjuring and oculus sold 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 damn get this the plot synopsis when her father is gravely injured emma returns to her family home and uncovers a haunted radio she must reveal the radio's curse to survive the night again sold a wow. movie about r- the radio industry yes. being cursed. Yeah. Wow, that's a prediction. <laughs> I want to see this. That's this pretty is, cool. This sounds awesome. I like All right, it. I like it. In theaters, a uh, giant monster movie, The Lake, celebrates a limited release and it crawls over to VOD March 14th. It's about a massive creature emerging from a lake after its egg is stolen, and wow, is she ever pissed. I mean, I guess I might be mad if someone stole my child. <laughs> Depends which yeah, right? one. Hey. No, I love all my children. I would kill someone if are they we talking, them. Are we talking like La Llorona pissed or like, I'm going to cut your balls off pissed? Because there's you know, different parts of the spectrum there. Lauren's probably a cut your balls off pissed kind of person. Yeah, I kind of figure. I would yep. say. Scott Beck and Brian Woods, the people behind A Quiet Place and Haunt, bring you 65 in theaters. That's starring Adam Driver as a pilot who crashes on an unknown planet where he fends off dangerous prehistoric creatures in an epic fight for survival. And that is it. Absolutely no more new horror movies coming out this weekend. Bullshit. That's it. No, no more. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Do you even have yeah, to say no, it? Okay, I know, I know, though. The movie you've been hearing nothing about, a small little independent feature called Scream 6. Yeah, you cannot avoid it. It's everywhere. It's like... I, I'm not even on social media anymore, and I still... You still feel I get it? The, yeah, the, the whiff of it from social media. I can still feel it. Just so you know, no one invited us to be a part of any oh, of the no, yeah. Scream we're 6. Oh, no, yeah. We're left out of the Scream 6 festivities. So if you feel left out, 
Join the club. Join the club. So yep. we have no interviews yeah. or nothing. We're not going to any special fun pop-ups. Wait, ups. you guys aren't in the movie? I thought you guys were in the movie. No. No. No, no not in the oh. movie. No. I'm in the movie. <laughs> are you, Leo? What yeah, are you playing? You guys. I made it. I made it. Damn you, you jerk. <laughs> so it's about someone who dresses as ghost face to kill a bunch of teens, and you got to guess who it is. That's that's really creative. <laughs> Sorry. In New York. Okay. So sometimes I wonder. Right. If we are, because we're horror fans, we're expected to be excited for Scream. And if, if we're not, then something's wrong with us because we're preconditioned to love everything that's horror and big and embrace it. Like, are you, are you really excited to see Scream 6? You can be honest. Who are you asking me? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask both of you. Okay. Leo, you can take it first. Uh, I'm a Gen Xer, so that's no. Okay. And why, why is that, Leo? Because my theory is that millennials, like, that was their gateway horror movie. Like, that was their, like, like when we saw the slashers of the 80s, like, they're just now finding those movies through Scream, through the franchise. Yeah. So to them, they hold that sacred. I don't. To me, that movie's a spoof. It's just like, oh, how stupid can we get, you know? With, with some creative kills and, and, and fun cameos and misdirection and all that with, with, with uh, Drew Barrymore and all that, you know? Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my theory. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that it's not a good movie. No, I, I think the franchise has been very entertaining. Um, but it's not one that I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see it. I have to be there. Like, I'm going to go to New York, see the premiere. It's like, no. I understand. Ex- eventually. I, I understand exactly what you're saying is, yeah, there are so many people that Scream is their very first horror movie they've ever seen. And like, right. like Leo said, it opened the gateway for all the films that it references, which is a fantastic thing. And that is yeah, totally is. awesome if you feel that way and you're listening right now. And Scream is your movie. I totally yeah. respect it. Wes Craven, Drew Barrymore in that fantastic opening scene. Probably unlike anything. Uh, yeah, Nothing's really been done like that before. The yeah. way that that plays out. And I totally respect it. But I agree with Leo. When I saw it, by the time I had seen it, it felt like like Beverly Hills 9021 horror. Okay, and I it can felt see a little, that. little like you know, a bunch of beautiful people, uh, like from a TV show, right. uh, shoved into a, a horror film, and it, right. it, it, yeah, right. it just it, it didn't resonate with me. See, the first one, I absolutely love, but I'm younger than both of you guys, and I remember me and my friend Morgan went to go see it, and her dad dropped us off, and we thought we were so awesome because we got to see this rated our horror movie. It was an event for you. Yeah, it was huge. And I love Drew Barrymore. So I was like, oh my God, yes. And I didn't know the twist or anything. Like I didn't see it coming. (laughs) And so I was like, oh my gosh, that was so awesome. But I feel like I've grown up a lot since that movie. And my expectations in horror are a little bit different. And I feel like, oh, we're at the same we're doing the same things but because you can't change it that much right it's typically like yeah it's 
someone's yeah. getting killed by Ghostface, guess who Ghostface is? Right. It's right. pretty much how it is every <laughs> every movie, right? If I'm yeah. being honest. And sure, yeah. there's great, interesting kills and stuff. But yeah, I don't know if that's really... I don't know. That's... I'm not super passionate about seeing that over and over again. And we're now listen, we're not just saying this because we were completely left out of it. No, <laughs> of not, at all. not at all. Because again, we have a lot of friends who love the franchise, big up to the franchise, totally respect it. The performances are great. And we've had some great filmmakers take their hands in it. Radio silence, for instance, right? And did the scream yeah. six and scream five. Amazing to get fresh blood. And, and they are geniuses. And to have this franchise in their hands is a great move, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I mean, again, I'll see it. Yes, we are going to see it. We are going to see it. We are going to see it in 4DX in 3D. That's the thing. Yeah, not just 3D, but 3D plus 4DX. I don't know if there's ever been a horror movie that's been released like that. 3D and 4DX. It's like, playing in limited theaters like this. That's what makes me that's really cool. excited. Yeah, so that I will see anything and I'll see anything in 3D 4DX. Come on, it's like a ride. He doesn't have to give a shit about whatever the movie is. 3D 40X. Yeah. God, if we could if we could only poke people with needles like from the chair, you know? Like every time somebody gets stabbed, you get poked in the back with a needle. Oh, oh yeah, I think that's that's actually really gonna happen. Uh, oh, I was wait, looking what? I've never seen a 40X movie before. <laughs> well, actually, that's a lie. They have that Shrek thing at Universal. They used to have that at Universal Studios. Does that count? I that's guess. that's kind of 40x right yeah, it's got the yeah. technology you got the 3d glasses yeah, yeah. you get your seats doing stuff so i looked up what is going on currently in the 40x technology they actually do it in korea they spend like a week watching the movie going over every single scene and figuring out the alchemy of how to use the effects okay and, so if someone they, listening doesn't know what does 40x offer smells 21, apparently 21 different effects are loaded into these seats that kind of look like barber chairs. And it includes something called the back kicker. So, Leo, you aren't far off. There's something's going to somebody's going to kick your back. And they don't say it's called they they call it a back puncher. But they say it's so strong that it feels more like a back kicker. So they call it the back kicker. Wind, snow effects, strobe lights, smells, liquids all hitting you at once and complete movement of the chair in all sorts of different exciting ways. So it's, we're going to be soaked. We're going to be, I'm hoping whenever someone gets stabbed, you get hit with water, right? Hit with liquid. Yeah. Which would be, it'd be awesome. Yeah. It's and and then fun. when someone gets stabbed, you probably get stabbed in the back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, cool. like, that's the way to, that is going to be a great time. It really and this is probably going to be my favorite screen movie just because that, you know, <laughs> that's going to be awesome. Oh, and Samara Weaving is in this. One. Yes. That from Ready or Not, one of our favorite movies ever. Henry. Yep. I don't even know how to say his name, but it's the it's the dad. The Patriot. Is it the Patriarch? Yes. From Ready or Not. Henry Cizerny. I think that's how to say his name. Yeah. He's in this, too. He's along for the ride. That's going to be great. We got new blood. Jenna and Ortega. We got Jenna Ortega. We've got um, Hayden Panettiere. Is Co- Nev Campbell in this one? I don't know. I don't know about uh, Nev no Campbell or not. Nev. Courtney, <laughs> no Courtney Coxo is definitely. Okay. Yeah, she's on. She's on the list in the IMDb. Oh, and, but I Hayden Panettiere, Kirby from Scream Four is back. That's right. Yeah, that's interesting. Remember our that kids, one with um, yeah, our Rory kids Culkin? are going to love this movie. Yeah, we're taking uh, two of our kids. 
So if you're in the L.A. area, I think there's only two theaters that I know of that are playing. They're Regal theaters. One in downtown at L.A. Live and then one out in that new mall in North Hollywood. So we're checking it out Friday and we'll let you know how it is. How we survive or if we survive. Leo, any plans of checking it out? Eventually, yeah. Eventually. Eventually. You're not rushing to the theater to check it out, though? No, not yet. I'm I'm, I'm a little... uh, preoccupied with my theater experiences i'm behind like i, I didn't go see ant-man yet or i didn't go see uh what else came out recently knock at the cabin did you see out. knock at the cabin yeah knock at the cabin i missed that one too so mm. so i i've been missing a few because i've been my theater experience has been uh, just put on the back burner for now sure but but yeah i'd love to go see that in the theater though yeah and i think it's gonna do well because again this whole new generation of fans that hold that movie you know up to the up to the you know, up to the heavens and, you know, as, as our number one, you know, it's like, I think there's a lot of people out there looking forward to this movie and it's getting great reviews. Oh, definitely. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's definitely an event. Right. It's, it's a huge event and there's not a lot of those in horror. So that's, that's the one thing I like, right. you know, it's, I like just the celebration, the, the celebration aspect and everybody yes. and like this week, everybody's a horror fan. Yeah. Even when you're not, even when you're not, you're a horror fan this right. week. So that's fun <laughs> much. to be immersed in. And, you know, that's a that's a good thing. So but again, we're not shitting on Scream. No, but we are curious as to your thoughts. Do you love Scream? Is this your movie? Send us a DM. Is it not your movie? And maybe you've been afraid to admit it that it isn't your movie. And sorry if it takes me a while to get back to you. We're on working on it. We're working on it. We have we talk about this all the time. We have four kids. There are a lot. We have jobs. People are probably sick of us talking about the fact that we have four kids, to be honest. Well, if we gave them away. contest. You can win a child clip, of ours, <laughs> except for yeah, you, maybe one of was them. Was that Leo? The clip, clip from the movie, uh, it's a Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Is it that the one character? Was he the taxi driver? What was he? Where, where he tells him, he goes, I got five kids. And then, like, later he makes a mistake and says, I have four kids. And he's like, that's when he realizes that he was a villain, you know? But throughout the movie, he keeps repeating the same line. He goes, I got five kids to feed, you know? So we got to find that clip and insert it here. Every time we talk about kids, we'd be using it in a hell of a lot. It's, it's kind of <laughs> traumatic. What, having four kids? Yeah. Having four kids around is kind of traumatic? It can be. Yeah. I mean, one of my kids got kicked in the face today and his glasses broke <sighs> yeah and he was we had to pick him up early mm-hmm. he was crying and it was going to be his first time it's his first time going to a movie this weekend not to scream oh no he's a little young for scream he's in kindergarten but he's going to see puss in boots well i don't know if you'll nice. see it now his glasses are broken but <sighs> yeah oh, it sucks mm-hmm. oh he's something. excited Anyway, lots of movie stuff going on this weekend. Uh, oh, what else uh, new in horror? Lauren and I scored something at a at an auction recently. Oh, yes, we did. Oh, well, I'm, I'm really curious. What'd you guys get? From one of my favorite movies ever. I remember this so vividly. I think sitting behind us, I swear, it was John Landis in the theater. You talk about that a lot. Yeah. must have. And he was talking to some, uh, who knows? Quentin Tarantino might have been there. I don't know. Some, there was a line of people behind us, and I was like, oh, I just, you know, I didn't want to stare. But I remember at the corner of my eye going, oh, shit, that's John Landis. And he was talking to a bunch of people who were sitting beside him, so I'm sure, you know. 
Grindhouse, 2007. One of the greatest, talking about the theater, one of the greatest cinematic experiences I've ever had. Yeah. Seeing those two movies back to back. Because at first, there. they were I was there with back. you. No, you were there. I, I don't know if you... You were there at another sitting... time we went to see you, oh, in Burbank, right? Once. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. We went a couple times. Yeah. I think we went three times in the theater while they were playing it back to back. And I think they separated them for a while, too. Because I don't right. think it yeah. was doing all that well. Like, people didn't get it, I think, at first. Oh, that's right. Like, I remember what? that. What's going on? Yeah. That's a time commitment. Oh, yeah. But, oh, my God. I was blown up. I probably said blown away a thousand times during the show, but uh, I was uh, in movie heaven. Okay. It was incredible. Seeing the the aesthetic of taking you back to the grindhouse theaters of the 70s with the aged film, the trailers, machete. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, which is now being made into a feature. So cool. Yeah. Oh. And then Death Proof and Robert Rodriguez's don't. Planetary. Don't. Don't. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah. The, the faux trailer that yeah. Edgar Wright did. I want to see Don't. He needs to make Don't. I'm surprised we didn't ask him that when we had him <laughs> on the show. There was a lot that we didn't ask. I didn't ask him one Shaun of the Dead question something's wrong with me i was so nervous well again going back to that junket the junket thing right you're on zoom yeah. their reps are watching yeah. and you got a limited time and they're told you're told not to ask about anything else but the movie right. you're in, which was last night in so yes that's it yes fantastic yeah. movie loved it yeah so grindhouse so we ended up getting one of the special effects dummies created by KB effects in Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof in a scene where spoiler alert if you haven't seen Death Proof it's kind of about a serial killer car driver serial killer stuntman and um, he drives around this car and uh, Rose McGowan ends up being an unfortunate passenger passenger in his car and he purposely gets in an accident and that's how he kills his victims. So Rose McGowan gets it in the car. So we ha- we ended up buying the stunt dummy of Rose McGowan's character, Pam. Yes. So, yeah, very oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, it's got the blood tubes. It's got the metal contraption that you know kept her into the car, and it's very beat up. Obviously, very. Yeah. Her neck. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't doesn't quite stand up. Yeah, it doesn't quite stand up the same anymore. Oh, but wow. very cool piece of horror history for us as that movie it meant a lot to myself and you as well, right, Lauren? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So she's gonna come home soon. The Boo Crew will be right. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Back. Three times the shock. 
three times the fright, three times the chills, and the three spine tinglers that are coming your way now. You'll meet creatures who rise from the crypt in blood of ghastly horror. See the devil's exorcist in naked evil, and watch inhuman ape creatures carry off pretty young women in gorilla gang. Over four hours of fright, are you really ready for it? Don't miss the big triple terror show, all color, rated R for adults. What have you been up to? You got some movies to share? What have you been doing? Yeah, you know what? I've been keeping up with The Last of Us. Have you guys uh, been keeping up? Dude, we fell off the wagon on all TV shows this past couple weeks. I thought you were going to oh, say man. Kardashians, and I almost fell what? off my chair. He's like, I've been keep, keeping, keeping up, up with, with the Kardashians. Like, That's what I've been watching. Yeah. Fuck horror. Chair. I've been so watching reality Pump, TV. The Vanderpump Girls. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Continue. You're welcome to shoot me if I ever say something like that. That's what I God damn, that's, I was no. like, oh my God. I yeah, honestly, we've been so bad at watching really anything. Yeah, I, I've been bad and I have not caught up with Servant. And I know the last episode's coming out this Friday, I think, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. Unless it, so, it did it already air? I don't no. even know. We're, no. We're, no, we're, no, we no. got those screeners, so we've been kind of yeah. watching it through there. And oh my I'm god, I'm, I'm trying to avoid. I am on. I'm not. I'm not on Insta or Twitter at all. But I am on Facebook, and just scrolling down Facebook, and I follow yeah. like the servant group or whatever. <laughs> god, every time I scroll back, I'm not like, oh shit, servant spoiler. Oh my god, look yeah. away, because I don't want that. I that know. show means everything to me. I love that freaking yeah. show. I don't want yep. anything spoiled because M Night, you know, he's doing something crazy that's just gonna mess with your mind at the end you're gonna go oh yeah. yes that's it yep i, I need to watch it all again because yeah. i want to see how all that links together he's got something in store yeah anyway back to last of us leo but but yeah so i look forward to catching up with that. but the last of us were currently we just uh, episode eight just aired on sunday which is a fantastic episode by, by the way every episode takes you on a different ride like it goes in a different, slightly different direction. You know what I'm saying? Like it, like just when you think you don't, when you think you figured out what's going to happen next, it kind of doesn't, you know. And that's what I'm really loving about this show. So would you say not, you're liking it even more as the oh, episodes yeah. progress? Every episode, you're like, yes, Man, I'm getting oh, more definitely, into this. okay, definitely. And episode eight, probably one of the darkest, just holy shit episodes, you know. Um, and episode nine this Sunday is the finale. That's it. You know, so. And I, I did hear somebody mention there is there is a season two in the works, so the storyline will continue somehow. I don't know what the storyline is or where it's going to go, but at least where it lies right now before the finale, really, really good, man. I really recommend it if there's anybody out there, um, you know. And I do recommend also, if you, if you watch each episode, wait past the credits. There's a five-minute, like, writer, director, filmmaker, um, showrunner, like, behind the scenes. And they break down the episode for you in five minutes. They tell you why the character had to do this, or why this person, that person, this zombie, um, whatever had to die, or where they had to, why they had to go this way. You know, so it's really fascinating their thoughts on taking the story in different directions. I love that. Really, I love that. It's really well done. Mayfair Witches does that too with that yeah. post post mortem with the 
showrunner afterwards, kind of yeah. giving context. It's great. And yeah. they show little clips from the show and just kind of, yes. you know, walk you through and you're like, anything you might have missed, it contextualizes it all for you. And you're like, okay, okay, yeah. I got it now. I'm good. Yeah. So I really love where it's going. You know, so, and of course, if you guys uh, did uh, out there listening, if you guys watched Chernobyl, it's the same guys who made Chernobyl, I believe. So it's just very solid. And I hope you're all watching because I know it's got, you know, their viewership's like triple or double or quadruple. Like, like it's it's one of those rare shows where, like, they started out with like four million viewers. Now they have like sixteen or something. It's it's like crazy, but good for them because you know, hey, you tell a good story, right? You scare us a little, and you make us feel uneasy, and you make us think about our, our own mortality, our own lives. Like, what would I do, right? Like, what would where would I go? What would I do? How would I eat? You know, what would I like? You think about those things, and you're like, man, that wasn't just a movie just to show you blood and guts but really to make you think you know so that's I highly recommend that so that inspired me the last episode inspired me to go back and check out cannibal holocaust oh wow speaking of blood and guts <laughs> <laughs> 1980 of course um directed by ruggero diodato um starring robert Kerman, francesca cardi and perry perkinen and um if this is a movie you have not seen yet it's it's kind of funny because sometimes you mention it and people are like, no, I haven't seen it yet, but I always want, you know, it's on Screenbox and I, I just watched it on Screenbox again. And it's uh, it's one of those fantastic movies where for its time, if you, you know, think about, hey, 1979, 1980, you know, what they did with this movie, you know, it's like pretty shocking because it, it, the story follows, a um, uh, you know, uh, a group of filmmakers that, that, uh, are trying to make a documentary about this virgin Amazon rainforest, you know, indigenous, indigenous uh, cannibalistic tribe that lives there, you know. And then that filmmaker goes missing. That group of filmmakers go missing. So then there's, like, another filmmaker crew that is going in to, like, go find them, basically, you know, to embark on a mission to locate the missing documentary filmmakers in the heart of, you know, what they call the Green Inferno, you know, the, the rainforest, you know. And it's really shocking what they find. And of course, you know, they're just looking to recover, you know, the raw footage of the film and stuff. And they, you know, there's parts of the movie you're watching where they piece together parts and you're watching the film, you know. So it just looks really authentic. It looks real. Like, I, like I even still question, like, was this movie, did this movie happen? Was it real? You know? But that, and that it, ended up happening, right? People thought this was right. real. Yes. You know why? Because, uh, and, and mind you, this is, this is an, uh, Ruggiero Diodato is an Italian filmmaker, okay? So, three months after the movie, no, actually, not even three months, ten days, actually. Ten days after the movie premiered in, in Milan, he was arrested. Him and, him and the, uh, the producers of the film were arrested, and they were in prison for, like, a few months. And they were charged with obscenity, because they, they thought that they made a snuff film, that they made a real film where people were got killed and got flayed and stuck with the, you know... <laughs> on a pole and stuff, you know, and and, and I, that's how believable it was, you know, and, and and it's so crazy that in the testimony uh, for the film, like he had to like talk about, for example, you know how they did the you know, the, the movie poster. Uh, I guess the movie poster, the iconic movie poster, shows a native girl impaled on a stick, and he had to describe it. It's like, oh, she's sitting on a bicycle seat, and it's attached to a pole's base while holding a pointed, you know, piece of balsa wood in her mouth and fake blood was added. 
so like they really had to dissect just a promotional material you know because they didn't they didn't believe it they thought it was real it's like but yeah it's one of those movies you got to check out it's it's um it's well made and very controversial and uh what's that what's that series on uh this series on shutter right um what's that series where they look at the was it like cursed the, cursed films the cursed films yeah mm-hmm. the cursed film there's an episode for cannibal holocaust i recommend checking it out but it's a very very dark episode because some things happen during filmmaking that these filmmakers that the actors don't want to talk anymore about you know because it's you know unfortunately real animals died in certain cases and then they were like you know they're like yeah we, we weren't sure about this and the nudity and that and you know so it seems like it's not that the people are not proud of that movie but it's just the dark period of time in their career i guess you know i would because, like i think I, some of them you know i was just gonna say i will say that i've seen that movie a couple times and after every time i've seen it you kind of almost got to like shake it off for a while. It, yeah. it, it definitely yes. like it, yeah. it lives in your head. Yeah. And that, that it's fucking heavy. song, that fucking song, this like nice lush score keeps repeating over and over again over this insanity. And it's such a contradiction to what you're seeing. And that score will live in your mind for the rest of your life. Like I could, I like, I just sung it right now and I haven't seen that movie in years. And it's, it's burdened into my skull yeah fantastic fantastic yeah it's fantastic and and if gosh if you've if you've seen cannibal holocaust and you somehow have missed eli roth's send up to cannibal holocaust green inferno crazy one of my favorite things yes uh, in eli roth's catalog and i have a lot of favorite things in eli roth's catalog green inferno is like a high point for me amazing that the same guy can make like hostile green inferno and then one of the best gateway horror kids film <laughs> yeah. i've ever seen with house of the clock in its walls is genius and then of course all the vr stuff he's been doing on meta horizons world and all that that you can go watch his his two vr horror films the trick vr treat and uh, yeah. be mine that he did for valentine's day that we talked about That's right. last week's show yeah so great wow cannibal holocaust classic leo very nicely done man very nicely done what you guys been watching well we checked out actually two films on high recommendation let's talk about the creeping first yes that was something that you brought to the table it's pretty recent it came out march 3rd how did you find out about this i think i saw it on probably instagram okay that's usually the only people thing. were talking about it yeah and i saw the poster and that's really what drew me in it's yes. a really creepy looking poster <laughs> it's very cool and people seem to really like it yeah it's it's the main character the uh, anna on the front with beams of yellow light like ectoplasm shooting out of her eyes kind of like those old victorian spirit photos and it's aged it looks like it's out of the 70s the font of the creeping is straight out of the 70s and i love the title the creeping yeah it's cool yeah it's a good one when lauren showed me that i was like all right we're watching this tonight this is gonna be good i enjoyed it it's the debut feature length from the filmmaker jamie hooper 
And this thing has won awards at festivals all over the place, including Best Feature at the Dracula Film Festival. Did you guys know there was a Dracula Film Festival? I didn't know. Where do you think the Dracula Film Festival takes place? Because Transylvania? You're right. Transylvania. (laughs) How cool is that, right? No, no way. That's cool. Yeah, that's the one I'd want to be in. So it stars Ryan Steele as Anna, and she returns to her childhood haunted house to watch over her ailing grandmother. It's beautiful. It's filmed in a farmhouse in the English countryside. The whole movie to me looks very from another time, from a bygone era. Yeah, the shots. Yeah, like the title cards even look like something you'd see in the in the 70s the lingering camera shots the long distance shots the slow zooms and the fades and all the stuff you love about rosemary's baby and films like that are all present in this it's a it's a ghost story in the vein of those films and the innkeepers somewhat of what ty west is doing with the innkeepers is is in this as well it takes nice. its time it's got elements of evil dead all the things that would make an exceptional watch. I fell out of it a little bit just in terms of the, the pacing of the story myself. There were some times I was drifting off, but don't take my word for it because everybody loves this film and there is so much to love about this film. And Jamie Hooper is a genius. All the performances are exceptional. There was just some things that, I don't know, brought me out of it. Yeah, I mean, I fell asleep, but that happens often. <laughs> yeah, so don't take that as don't a, take don't that. That is a negative review. <laughs> um, I think it might be a prop store thing, because my friend Luke in the UK was saying that it's a prop store thing, that you fall asleep. Oh, you fall asleep in movies? Yeah, watch so movie. I'm yeah. just going to blame that. Uh, as the reason I'm just, I don't know. I get so tired now. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people have that issue, especially when it it comes to watching movies at home. If it was in a theater, I have the pressure of people surrounding me. Sure. Yeah. You've never fallen asleep in a theater before. Well, except when we saw trick or treat, which, wow. (laughs) But (laughs) you were pregnant at the time. I was like due the next day and I I wasn't sleeping. Exactly. You get, I was so uncomfortable with my first kid. Oh, you don't even have to know. It's completely. Because I'm like, I can't believe I fell asleep during like what was wrong with me. Nothing was wrong with you. You're good. You're good. So, yeah, I mean, check out The Creeping. Let us know what you thought on DM. Like I said, masterfully done. The pacing was just a little slower than the films that, uh, I don't know, that I'm into at the, at the moment, right? Maybe at another time, I'd be more immersed in it. But, yeah, there was there was just some, just the pacing for me was a little slow. Follow that up. Another movie that we've been... Uh, hearing so much about this thing has won multiple awards a lot of friends of ours say this is one of the best movies ever vast of night it's a feature film of andrew patterson another first time feature film director these guys have done a lot of shorts and things but these are both these films are the feature length debuts of these filmmakers so many cool people love it it's won over 12 awards it's come out in 2019 Look for it on Prime if you got Amazon. And it follows the adventure of a switchboard operator and a radio DJ who discover a strange audio frequency 
that has a potential to change the future of everything forever. Some of the wonderful things about this. It's set to take place in the 50s, which is a remarkable achievement. Oh, wow. To be able to get the subtleties of an era correct from the locations and the cars and the way people dress and the way people talk. It felt like it was a movie that was pulled out of the 50s. You're seeing the film through the lens of an old Twilight Zone style TV show. So it opens on an old tube TV and you're brought into this living room and into the TV and you're living an episode of their version of the Twilight Zone, which is very cool. It brings you in with exceptionally written dialogue. The first thing you see, you're you're dropped into a conversation that is the most the best of Tarantino. A little bit of Gilmore Girls. It's rapid fire. Nice. I don't know. It's exhilarating to watch the exchange. And it just, it doesn't let up. And you're just pulled in. You're trying to follow what's going on. The guy's got that cigarette dangling out of his mouth. And he's talking to that switchboard operator. And you're, you're, you're falling into this story. And you're falling in love with these two characters. And I, I love that. There are even times when the screen goes blank. So you're just focusing on the dialogue. And these monologues and performances that all these other actors are doing in this thing, too. The creepy moments, there are some. But again, all this said, the story wasn't for me. I couldn't get into the story. (laughs) And I'm thinking, what the hell's wrong with me? Oh, my gosh. Well, I did love that the lead character's name was Everett. Yeah, because our kid, yeah, Everett. His name, Everett, and you don't hear that name too often. So I thought that was really exciting, and I loved the era. It always amazes me that a lot of the people that, you know, write and direct these movies, especially first-time writer-directors, how they're able to create, recreate an era that they weren't a part of. Oh, yeah. I can imagine it's one of the hardest things to do ever, let alone your first time feature film. Try and pull it off with likely a limited budget, too. Oh, yeah. I did fall asleep. Well, you did for that one. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) God. (laughs) Two for two. So I I watched the whole thing, but you were with it for a lot of it. You were with it, let's be honest. I I liked it. I liked what I saw. Hopefully, like one day, I'll be able to go back and watch the ends to all the movies I've fallen asleep (laughs) during. We have a film festival. Oh, gosh. The ends of the movies. Yeah, that that would be great. I'm going to laugh when, like, someday you're going to have a dream. And your therapist is going to be M. Night Shyamalan, and he's just not, he's just shaking his head because you're like, <laughs> yeah. so you've never seen the ending to yeah, any of my movies. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we should really celebrate those movies that I make it through because they're few and far between. <laughs> Because I think we do. We do celebrate. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what it is. It's probably got to be. I got a certain amount of sleep. Yeah. Well, it happens to everybody. Factors. There's memes about this. When people sit on the couch to watch TV or to watch a movie, they pass out. Women. It's like a universal. It's International Women's Day, by the way. Yeah. Happy International Women's Day. To you listening and to you, Lauren. Thank you. So maybe it's a woman thing. It's and also not. Seriously, I do too. It's, it's just like I'm so cozy. It's like I get a shut exactly. down. Exactly, and, and you're, you're at home, right? I shut completely down. Yeah. 
I get and then I get so angry because especially if I'm really into something yeah. like I've fallen asleep during you and servant and I love those shows. I'm right. Like, what the hell? Like my body fails. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, you can't stop your eyelids weigh like a thousand pounds. And no matter what you do, you cannot stop them from closing. Yeah. And you pass out literally, you know, it's like falling asleep yeah. on the bus when I was a kid on the way to school. I could not stop. And you, you watch other people too fall asleep. And it's hilarious because their hands bobbing and whoa, and they're drooling everywhere. It's so funny. Hysterical. <laughs> so, but all this said about this movie. Okay. Andrew is a visionary. Filmmaker is a visionary. He's a genius. No question about it. The impeccable camera moves on this. There's this one scene everybody talks about where the camera kind of swooshes from this radio station through all oh, across yeah. the town to the school gymnasium. It's fantastic. The guy's vision is amazing. Like I, when they're walking. Oh, yeah. Like, I cannot yeah. wait to see what, he, what else he's going to do. It's going to be amazing. But for me... This film, again, it's nothing to do with it. This is a, just a personal opinion thing. I'm not saying, like, this movie is fantastic. But the story, to me, it took a little while to engage with me. The actual, the meat of the matter. The performances, like I said, were amazing. But where it was going did not keep me engaged. For some reason. Got it. But please go see this. Don't ignore this movie. Vast of Night. Prime Video. Let us know what you think, as usual. DM us at Tales from the Bucher on Instagram. I likely will hear it secondhand from Lauren. That's <laughs> <laughs> usually how it works. Yeah. yeah, but I can't wait. I can't wait to hear your thoughts about it. Anything else going on, guys? I think that's it. Yeah? Leo, anything else going yeah, on? No, that's about it. All right, man. Wow. I feel sad good, signing good, off. Good shows. What's that? No, it's, you know, got to catch up on these shows, and I'm sure yes. the other ones that are starting their season two and threes, and you know, so there, there's a lot to look forward to the rest of the year. Yeah, oh, so much, and Has so many movies coming out. Yellow Jackets yeah. come out yet? Did I miss that? I don't it's think it's come out, out yet. Right? Yeah, it's coming out soon. I'm excited for that. Evil Dead, the new Evil Dead's coming out in like God weeks, right? In April. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'd heard. I think it's premiering at South by Southwest. I think it's playing at South by Southwest. So Which cool. is very soon. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I cannot wait for that. That's that's gonna be one of those events. It looks so too. creepy. I hope to hell that is playing in three D forty X. Of course. My oh, new favorite form. My my new potential favorite form. I know it's gonna be my favorite yeah, form. Yeah, you're gonna get I'm motion a sick for anything in three D. And you're gonna be like, I don't oh, ever wanna do that ever again. Shit, I never thought about the motion sickness thing. Yeah. That's yeah, right. that's right. I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing Scream. This weekend in 3D 40X, and I hope you listening are too. And Leo, I, I think you should see it in 3D 40X. Leo, you should come with us. Yeah, come with us, man. Yeah, if I can make it, I will. That's, that sounds like a lot of fun. And yeah, 4D, that's... Man, I don't know, that's so tempting. That's, that's, that's a whole new experience for me. Remember when I told you you got so excited? I'm like, I think I saw that it was playing. First thing I did was buy those tickets. I know. Can't wait. All right. Okay. Well, we'll let you go. That was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 373. Production tracks provided by the great folks at Power Man 5000. Till next time, for myself, Lauren, and Leo, it is the Boo Crew saying... Sweet screams. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand. And 
Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Chen. Chopped and sliced by Trevor Chen. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation. Part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye. A bloody disgusting podcast network. Home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.